Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Chris Lambert. And my name is Travis Bean, and we have a very, very special episode today, don't we, Chris? Yes, we are lucky enough to be helping the artist formerly known as the world-famous Tony Williams, now world-famous, premiere his new song, Skin I'm In. World-famous, thank you uh, for being here today. Man, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited about the new record. You know, it's been a while, but uh, yeah, so just thanks. Good morning, guys. <laughs> morning. Uh, can you... Uh, Tell us a little bit about the song before we play it for everybody. Um, yeah, sure. Just um, it's a, it's an offering that I was compelled to release um, as we as Black History Month draws to an end, and uh, you know I just feel like as an artist, you know, we get so caught up in you know offering you know these bops, if you will, you know, songs that make people feel and move a certain way. Uh, you know, but sometimes I just feel compelled to release something with some real meaning and some real depth and substance to it. Uh, so it's something that it, it's uh, very important to me, uh, you know, in a period, you know, where we have things such as, you know, necessary as a, a movement such as Black Lives Matter. Uh, and, and hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd like to play the song and then hopefully we can expound some more on, uh, you know, the depth as far as what this means to me and what that type of movement means to me as a black artist. Well, with that, let's play the song. Pull up, boy, penis, black and whitest, baby, trying to make it seem when niggas riot. They had wanted all the silent when water fountains had a sign in. Only whites to come inside till finally we decided to speak up, bust on fireway. Please don't open fireway. How our lives get took away and white boy took the burger cake. Right after murdering half of the church during service, I'm worried the Lord isn't worried. Every time another gets buried, I worry about you. You're the one they know, they know about you, baby. You're the one that's why. Why these long Sunday rides? 
You know, I, I think that's so exciting. I, I really love how dynamic the parts of it are. And just, man, there's so much going on there. Uh, this is Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, can, you, can you talk a, a bit about just the origin of the song? Like, how did, how did this idea come to you? Oh, wow. Well, you know, when I think about it, you know what comes to mind? Um, there was a song on College Dropout, and, and I'm sure you guys will be able to point directly to the record. <laughs> but one of Ye's verses in it goes something like, I get down from my grandfather who took my mama to eat in that restaurant where white folks didn't want her to sit. Uh, at the tender age of seven, she was arrested for the sit-ins. And with that in my veins, I was born to be different. It's something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty close. Um, but yeah, the significance of that is that that grandfather that Kanye was referencing is the grandfather that he and I both share. Uh, so he's my grandfather as well. <laughs> uh, and uh, so our family, you know, unbeknownst to many people, people who think, because Kanye was raised in, in Chicago, our family roots were basically in Oklahoma City. And uh, 
there was a very significant movement uh, or practice of sit-ins during the civil rights uh, period. And those in Birmingham, Alabama, and places like that were probably more known, but there was a sit-in movement uh, in Oklahoma City that was very significant during that time. And my grandfather and my parents and Kanye, uh, as well as my, my dad and my aunt, who was Kanye's mom, uh, Dr. Donna West, Donda West, were kids that were involved in that, in those cities. So, so, you know, when, when Kanye concludes that verse with, with that in my, with that in my blood, I was born to be different. Well, first of all, it's something, it's a side of me that every bit doesn't get to get talked about much, but it's, it's a side of me that I'm extremely proud of. And I think to know me as a person, to know me intimate, to, to know me personally is to know me intimately. And so for that reason, you know, with, with in personal relationships, it's a side of me that, you know, I don't dilute or I choose not to gentrify. It's like to know this is a part of me and this is, these are my beliefs. Uh, and this is how I feel about certain things. You know, like I said, it's something, it's a side of me I'm extremely proud of. And I think uh, I choose to utilize my platform at certain times to say something of substance. And, and uh, you know, I've never done like a Christmas record. I've never done a, a <laughs> Valentine specific love record. Uh, but I just felt very strongly about this, uh, this sentiment. And when I put it out, I, I, in fact, I've, I've had this song for a while in some form, and I've always wanted to put it out uh, during Black History Month. So uh, it finally happened. That's great. Um, and can you tell us a bit about um, who you've collaborated with for the song? I know Cure for Paranoia and Mama Soul are on there. Can you tell us a bit about just how the song came together with them and uh, how you built the song to what it is? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, for me to tell the story alone would only give, you know, one person's perspective. So I wanted to give uh, a perspective from a much broader black experience. Uh, Mama Soul is the artist that I collaborated with on one of my previous projects, uh, Samba, for some of my best rappers are friends, the mixtape. Uh, there was a song called Hero in the Morning, actually. Uh, we've actually co- collaborated on a couple of records, but that one comes to mind off the bat. It's uh, w- actually one of my favorite poets slash MCs out of Flint, Michigan. Uh, one of the most <laughs> woke, conscious <laughs> poets that I know. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely thought it was pertinent that I bring her in on the record to like, you know, really drive some depth from from that from a conscious perspective on the record and then there's uh the song is co-produced along with myself by uh some friends of mine back in dallas uh the institute and out of that production group is actually a soul infused hip-hop group called cure for paranoia uh the first verse is a, is a rap by cameron mcleod from the group cure for paranoia on the record that just gives, you know, perspective from, you know, actually someone from the subject of the record being young, young black America, you know, and just Mm -hmm. their POV, which is where the record is told from and their experience. Well, first of all, the record is about just going out 
and partying on the weekend. I just, you know, that's uh, in black and the black experience like that innately, like, you know, uh, part of our experience. And mm. just the inherent dangers in just going out for some innocent fun on a weekend. Mm. And, you know, where we have statistics that support going out for some innocent fun and you ending up locked up behind bars are much worse, not even returning home. So, you know, Cameron gives his POV from the perspective of some of, you know, young black America just, you know, out for a weekend of innocent fun and the inherent dangers that, that, mm-hmm. that one might face. So, yeah, I really I really felt that his perspective was quite necessary on the record. I think that's one of the things that both Travis and I were kind of geeking out about when we were talking about the record yesterday was just the various perspectives that each speaker brings, like Cameron's zeitgeist of the current, like, relationship between past and present your words about speaking about just like the weekend and the ability to kind of have this idealized experience of just can we just exist and not have to worry about this stuff and then also having mama soul come in and really provide the power that she provides and the perspective she provides it's just everybody's playing such a great role on the record uh, it's exciting um, yeah, I was, <laughs> I, I, I just, uh, was having a, uh, conversation in a room of writers I was working with, uh, uh, or we were in a writing session, uh, doing a record called Unity, which was, you know, the basic sentiment was just bringing cultures and races together in unity. And in that discussion, you know, my perspective was, you know, being realistic about it, the subject of unity is great, but at the end of the day, as a, from a black person's perspective, I think our in, in, innate desire is, you know, unity is fine, but at this point, the message that we want to drive home is just, you know, whether we unite or not, just please don't shoot us, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I wanted to ask generally, and this might seem like a stupidly broad question but i just want to ask like what the song means to you ultimately especially with it being black history month because i just think art has this amazing ability to uh, create perspective for people in a way that uh, just other methods can't like i've gone to a few black history month themed art exhibits around chicago and it really just creates such insight and such empathy in a way that uh just other methods can't. And I just wondered what it means to you to put out a song like this and to infuse it with how you feel about the subject. Yeah, it, it was significant for me as an artist. First of all, um, I think it's important for me that people understand that part of me as as a person and to understand my depth and, and, and where I come from and what my path has been. I mean, I was I remember the civil rights movement. Uh, if you go to Oklahoma City, uh, the NAACP headquarters in Oklahoma City, there's a granite monument uh, with all the civil rights leaders from Malcolm X to Martin Luther King. Well, my grandfather, uh, Portwood Williams Sr., and my father, Portwood Williams Jr., have their faces actually etched in the granite monument. So it's a very important piece of, of, of my experience. Mm-hmm. Um and so I, I you know, I, I, I it's a, like I said, it's a part of who I am that I'm extremely proud of. And, and as an artist, 
I think when there are things that we are proud of that we can that are positive and we can and, and we can communicate through our art, I think it's an amazing thing. Um, and you know, I think it's it's important to me to me to be an artist that shows some depth, and that is a part of my depth. And what a what do you hope others take away from the song when they listen to it? Um, it just is it a certain feeling, a certain message, both. Other than you know, it, it's a you know what's interesting about it. It 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 has a uh, there's a message in it. But it, it has that really feel-good tone and feel from 70s R&B or soul music that I was raised on. And, and, and also, there were lots of messages in those early 70s you know, R&B songs from Marvin Gaye records like The Ecology, What's Going On, and things of that nature. And so we, were, we always had you know, messages in those songs. And I think the, the accompanying track in music marries so perfectly with the music and so in that you know i felt the need to bring light to the question why do the why do these implicit biases and stereotypes exist and when i say implicit biases and stereotypes that's those stereotypes for example i can think of like the michael brown case where you know you have a guy that was ended up a, a, a black youth that was ended up dead because a police officer felt a certain degree of intimidation, you know, by him because the kid was like six, five or whatever. And it's like those implicit, those are those things where we develop these stereotypes of racism that we're not even aware of, you know? So there's this, there's this inherent fear, you know, based on a stereotype that creates this, this thing that has had these, creates these statistics where we're finding so many, you know, black youth that are killed at the hands of police or the people that are supposed to protect us, you know. And so, you know, I just, I feel that, that it's necessary to ask those questions. You know, why do these implicit biases and stereotypes, why do they exist? And, and what can we do to change them? So, you know, I hope the listener gets that from the record. And, um, you know, I hope that's what he walked away with and, you know, we come together and think about solution and how do we change that, those ideas. Yeah, I totally got that. I, I think it's a beautiful song and you captured all of that perfectly. Yeah. And so there was another collaboration, uh, also collaborated on the artwork I'm excited about. We've got, uh, we've got four different artworks that we're releasing the, uh, the music with, uh, for different platforms. But, uh, my, my, my artist slash artistic director, uh, London-based, Pakistani-born Islam Izzo. I'm sorry, Islam Yasin. I call him Izzo. That's his nickname. <laughs> um, but I've been I've been collaborating with him since. Uh, once again, my uh, some of my best rappers are friends. Mixtape. He did the artwork for my song "Blazing High." That was the Wale and Macklemore collabor- collaboration. Uh, and he absolutely killed that. And I used them on several other songs in that project. Uh, but yeah, so I'm excited to be working, collaborating with him again uh, on the artwork. So, you know, just shout shout out to uh, to Islam on the incredible art. Well, so what 
after this, uh, what more can people expect from World Famous? Yeah, so I recently signed a new artist deal with Sidewalk Records, which uh, out of Nashville, Tennessee, which is an arm of Curb Records. And finally, the follow-up to King of the Fool Volume 1 is, is set to release. Uh, the next single entitled um, Everybody Knows should be coming out. I don't want to give a specific date, but hopefully it'll be coming out in the next month or within the month. I should say. So I'm excited about that. So I guess what I'm saying is this is, uh, yeah, this, I'm, I'm not going to stop after this release. It's like, you know, <laughs> gear up, uh, and it's been, it's been a long time coming. So, you know, I've got projects lined up and ready. So, you know, I'm not stopping here. Here, here it comes. Hell yeah. <laughs> I know Travis knows this, but uh, last year, when I got to interview you, Tony, you were kind enough to play me, uh, some sampling of, songs from that record and on honestly i enjoyed every single one i've been looking forward to this project uh ever since so i uh i can't wait to put it on and like relive some of those moments because it just <laughs> I, the soundscapes again and just like with this song every song's so dynamic in terms of the voices you choose to include where the songs go it's uh people are going to be in for a treat yeah, and you know, you mentioned that I played that for you like a year ago. Uh, so <laughs> I had the challenge of actually going back and revisiting with the, being on the brink of releasing it and, and just going in and analyzing song for song and just ensuring that the album aged well. And, you know, I, I pride myself on being a classic artist. Uh, and so fortunately, the album and every song aged really well. So we're actually just going in opening up every song, tweaking, just making sure that, you know, sonic sound and, and just re doing a few little tweaks, remixing and things of that nature, just to make sure the album still feels really fresh. And uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about it. the album. It's sounding amazing. And uh, yeah, it's coming soon. I hope everybody enjoys it as much as you did, Chris. Nice. Nice. Well, I think that does it. Tony, thank you. Or World Famous, thank you so much for joining us here today and letting us uh, help you part of the premiere of Skin I'm In. It's been a treat. Man, thank you so much. I appreciate you, like I said, facilitating this for me. I hope everybody enjoys the record. And also, this this record, you know, currently, you know, we're just releasing it. It's just a uh, like a sound a SoundCloud record. Uh, but you know, not not only is the song like a bop, if you will, but it's it's necessary and and relevant. So, you know, it's a message that's really dear to me. So, you know, I, I, I'm encouraging all my fans just, man, please share the record with as many, you know, people that you can for me just to just like just to, you know, help me get the song and the message out. I, I just think it's really relevant and important. Great. Well, then, everybody stay wavy. Keep it loopy. <laughs> Why you think they're trying to, trying to, trying to, trying to, trying to, trying to.